Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the ISBN 10. The ISBN 10, when you only have 10 digits but you need to find a book. Remember, ISBN 10. We're there because literally no one else does what we do for literature. We got a special treat for you tonight, folks. Not only do we have our Pearl River Flow programming, we've got a special bit of stand-up comedy from local comedians Patrick Jerome and Holly Perkins. This is live audio recorded from Offbeat Studios down in down in Midtown Jackson, right off of Wesley Street, which is newly paved and quite frankly magnificent. Because this is a live studio recording, some of the audio is a bit troubling. There's static. Occasionally you can hear the crowd laughing in the back. We're going to clear those up in future episodes that have uh, stand-up. But until then, just don't worry about it. Relax and enjoy. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the digits 0, 1. 0 and 1. It's 1 more than 0, wouldn't you say? The phrase pale blue dot was coined by Carl Sagan to talk about the pictures from the Voyager 10 spacecraft as it passed through the rings of Mars. Uh, it's regarded as having a uplifting humanist tone, reflecting the realities of our time here on Earth and the hope that it holds the ennobling aspect of seeing the planet from afar. What is not known, however, was that it was not the first draft of the speech that was made known to the world. No, the first draft of the speech was something quite different, in which Carl Sagan was very much upset with the world. Um, we here at Pearl River Flow, by going through all the trash that we could find, have found this speech. We title it, Carl Sagan's Shitty Blue Dot of Disappointment. And it will be read for the first time in its entirety here tonight. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the digits 5 and 6. 5 and 6. We're right next to each other. Seven is right behind. So really, think of us as five, six, seven. We now return to our regularly scheduled programming. Look at it. Fucking look at it. Look at it again. Look at that fucking dot. That's here. That's home. That's it. All of us dumb fucks. Everyone you hate. Everyone you didn't get to know. Everyone you ever pretended to hear of when you were trying to impress someone. Every asshole human being who ever fucked shit up till they died. That dead ball of useless salt water and rock isn't just the aggregate of four billion years of death and feces. It's also the only source we've ever had for suffering. Save those few lucky bastards who died horribly in space. 
thousands of pointlessly confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines all wrong, all equally wrong, and murdering each other for it. Every man, hunter, and cannibal, everyone who ever stupidly ate shit and died, every armadillo fucking forager, every dumbass and coward, every liar and destroyer of civilization, every inbred king who thought he was the shit, and every peasant who waited in it, every young couple who thought they were in love, every cheating mother and abusive father, every useless child brought screaming into a world without purpose or care, every inventor of dildos and guns, every explorer of depravity and servitude, every teacher of shitty morals, every corrupt politician, Every dead superstar, every dead supreme leader in the history of our species lived there. They're on a moat of shit suspended in cosmic hellfire. The Earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of this urine-soaked dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent in their hatreds. Oh, sure, we posture in some fake self-importance, forever indulging the suicidal delusion that we matter in the universe any more than the parasites that live in the assholes of parasites that live in the assholes of vultures. And that's the only reason our tiny malfunctioning brains can be challenged by this point of pale, piss-in-the-stars blue light. Our planet is lonely for no reason, just like all of us. An insignificant speck in the insignificant cosmic dark that serves as a fitting metaphor for our mortality. In our obscurity and all this vastness, there is no help that can come from anywhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life, and it does not give a shit if we live or die. There is nowhere else to go. We're stuck on this shithole rock too dumb to figure out how to settle elsewhere. Earth is where we make our stand, where we can choose to inflict our horrors on an unsuspecting cosmos in the future. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. That's a pile of horseshit. We know the truth. Nothing matters. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than the distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores how none of this shit matters, and even if we do persevere and cherish the pale blue dot, it will be for all the wrong reasons, in order to trap future generations in the only home we've ever known, out of fear. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, see why he went with the original version. Alright, up next we're going to have a little stand-up comedy from Holly Perkins. Holly Perkins can often be found doing stand-up comedy around Jackson, Mississippi. If you'd like to see more of her humor and things like that, you can find her on Twitter at Holly Perk. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the digits 291. 291. There's not really anything clever to say about 291 other than it's 9 less than 300. 291. Zack Snyder has nothing to do with us. 291.
All right, Holly Perkins, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? You haven't missed anything. Settle in. <laughs> um, glad to be here. I wasn't here last month. Um, yeah, I was uh, losing weight. That's what my doctor told me. I had stomach flu, and she was like, this is great. This is great. You're, we detected a protein when we did your blood work that means you're living off of your stored fat. That's what everybody wants in weight loss. And I was like, okay, but like I also have the stomach virus, so could you help me there? Um, stop being jealous that I haven't eaten in four days. Um, so that's why I wasn't here last month. I missed you guys. Um, I got asked this week to do comedy and... Um, they were like, it's a great opportunity. Lots of people are going to be there. And I was like, awesome, sweet. They're going to give me free beer. And then he was like, oh, but it's got to be family friendly, tame, nothing that would offend anybody, hurt anybody's feelings, and nothing political and no cussing or anything sexual. <laughs> and I was like, uh, have, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you want me to do comedy, but not any of those things. So... I've been trying to, like, re rework bits and make them, like, how can I talk about uh, fucking but, like, not let people know that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> trying to trying to figure that out. Um, and trying to, re like, rework bits and change wording and make it, like, TV-friendly. Like, you know when they put, like, uh, like, a movie on TV and they have to edit the person's mouth and you can tell that they're saying but it sounds like, gosh. Um, I, like I had a student one time turn in a paper, and it was like a detention alternative. She had to write about um, like her life experiences and stuff. And so she turned it in, and uh, it said, you can't fuck an asshole, because if you fuck an asshole, he's still going to be an asshole after you fuck him, and everybody's going to think you're a whore. Uh, and I was like, this like, life advice I needed right now, but not an appropriate academic paper. So you're going to need to rewrite that. So she did, and she handed it back in, and it said, you can't bang a jerk. Because if you bang a jerk, he's still going to be a jerk after you bang him, and people will call you names. And I was like, you reworded it. All right, A+. Plus. I don't know. Good good advice. Keep that in mind. So you're 15. Um I encountered a jerk uh, last week. I was walking in the street, and he tried to hit me with his car. And um, I was walking. I had the little white walking guy that told me I could cross the street. And he wanted to turn right on red. And I just, like, was like, well, fuck you. I'm walking. And didn't even look at him. And so I walk, and he pulls up, and he goes, hey, you might want to look both ways can't just look straight when you're crossing a street. And I said, sir, I have the right-of-way. I'm a pedestrian. Pedestrians have the right-of-way. And he goes, you might want to watch what you're doing. And I said, you might want to follow the law, sir. And he drove off. And then he got about a half a block, and he stopped and said, you stupid, and hung out his window like that. And that wasn't really the funny part, but it was just that he thought, like, I got to say something else. I got to say something else. What can I say to her to really get it through her head that she should have looked both ways? What can I? Mm -mm. 
you're a bitch. No, that's too much. It's a public street. You stupid. You stupid was the thing that he yelled at me. Um, yeah. Um, I broke a nail yesterday, and that is not fun. I know there is, uh, there are two, three ladies in the audience, so you guys maybe feel me. I'm hoping for more of a female crowd to get that part, but um, solidarity. But I went to the nail salon a while back, and the woman asked me, uh, when you get your nails done, they file them, and they can do them, like, in different shapes. And so you can get, like, claws or round ones or square ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. And she was like, do you want square or round? And I was like, just go round. And she said, no, men don't like round nails. You need to do square nails. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. But just, just do the round ones. And she said, you have a man? And I said, no. And she said, then you need square nails. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, you'll have pretty nails if you have square nails. Men don't like round nails. And I was like, well, this explains a lot of the last 27 years of my round-nailed life. And that's really not that funny of a joke. But it is a great way to tell which of your friends are racist. Because if you tell it to them, they're going to say, it would be funnier if you did it with an Asian accent. They want you to go, men don't like round nail. You need square nail. E, you need boyfriend. Boyfriend give you nice nail. They want you to do that. So it's not really that funny, but it's a great racism detector. It works really well for that. <laughs> um, good advice, though. Ladies, check your nail beds. Rock that square nail if you want to get yourself a man. Um, I told that I told that to Daniel a while back, and he goes, "I don't give a fuck about nails," <laughs> and it was comforting. Um, I did accidentally sexually harass my boss today, so that's great. Um, I was talking about my clammy hands, which is just a thing that I have. Uh, if I've met any of you, you're familiar with this. If we've shaken hands before. Um, but I had to go to a meeting, and it was a meeting with a bunch of church people, which is a clammy-handed person's biggest fear, because you know at some point they're going to want to hold your hand and pray. And that means that person to my left and person to my right gets to encounter that my palms are sweaty like Eminem. And uh, so I'm telling him that I hated going to this meeting because it was inevitable. We definitely stood in a circle and prayed at the end of it because I live in Mississippi and that's how business meetings go. And he was like, no, nah, at least they're not like crazy religious people though. You know, I can hold your hand and pray, but like some people are like throwing around rattlesnakes and stuff. And I said, I would much rather hold your snake than hold your hand. And then he just paused, kind of like you guys just did. <laughs> and I was like, don't say anything. I heard how it sounded when I said it. And he was like, it sounded just like you think it sounded. Um, and I worked with his wife as well, so that was fun. Um, all right, I think that's my time. I don't want to hold up this crowd of people that we have <laughs> by covering anything else. All right, I'm good. Thanks, Daniel. Keep it going. 
That wasn't a one-time thing. Still to this day, I don't give a fuck about nails. Guys, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I don't care about nails. You guys ready for your next comment? Coming up next, we got one of my favorite local comedians, myself. This is from a Offbeat show in February. Offbeat Comics does a show on the last Tuesday of every month. I urge anybody who's local and interested in comedy to come on down, check it out. You're going to love it. All right. So anyway, here you go. The comedic stylings of one Patrick Jerome. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the digits five and six. Five and six. We're back again, this time by ourselves. Five and six. We now return to our regularly scheduled programming. I I should be better as a performer at vamping, but I'm not. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Everybody, put your hands together, Mr. Patrick Jerome, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick Jerome. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. You guys give it up for Daniel Palmer. Hosting this, putting this all together, showing us his wonderfully uplifting uh, Facebook pictures about all those people who died on this day in history. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so let's see. Where should I start? Uh, I'm going to start. Ben, man, don't you dare make fun of Peg Bundy like that. Peg Bundy was a wonderful woman, and you compared her to the wrong people. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I, I feel like I should just briefly mention the uh, Oscars thing that happened last night, because everybody's talking about the Oscars today, and I just want everybody to know that the Oscars losing the envelope, giving the thing to the wrong picture thing, that was a conspiracy. I'm in on it, I know. It was a conspiracy... By look, look at the people in the picture. Look at the people in the video. Those aren't real people. Those are actors. Every single one of them. Those aren't real people. Those are paid actors. And that they're paid actors. And you know, it's it's big envelope. It's big envelope is trying to distract everybody from the fact they're trying to. Last year they tried to blame it on Steve Harvey. They did. They're like, oh, yeah, sometimes you just pull the wrong thing out of the envelope. No! It's the envelope's fault. Sometimes when you put a thing into an envelope, you pull a different thing out. Big envelope doesn't want you to know that. Quantum physics and shit. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I got nothing else on that. I had prepared a full 30-minute rant, but I realized if I had actually done that, you guys would have locked me up. Drove me to Whitfield, dropped me off, so I'm not going to do that. All right. Well, not that they can take me at Whitfield anymore, anyway. <laughs> Our mental health system is broke. Woo. Anyway, so yesterday I uh, drove all the way down to Hattiesburg uh, and back, because I'm back here. Surprise! But, uh, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, I made it back. Uh so uh, I like the drive to Hattiesburg and back because it lets me pass one of Mississippi's most spectacular architectural landmarks. And that is the 111-foot-tall cross that is outside of the quaint roadside chapel that is Barry's Country-Style Catfish Buffet. 
Now, if you're wondering, if you're, if you're like a lot of people and you're confused about why there is a giant cross outside of a catfish buffet instead of maybe perhaps like uh, a church, let me just tell you why, because I'm here to help you. I'm here to help inform you about these things. Like the envelope thing. You guys are in on that now, right? Be careful. When your landlord says he didn't get your check, he probably didn't. Alex Jones told me all about it. Anyway, uh, no, so the, the, the reason that there's a giant cross outside of the catfish buffet and not outside of a church is because it's there to commemorate the time that Jesus performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000 people from the buffet. He fed them the, the fried catfish, the hush puppies, and the one side of fries. And lo and behold, he had only water. But then, with an additional $1.99, it was sweet tea. Praise be, praise be. I'm going to get hit with lightning doing that joke one day. The fucking weatherman's going to laugh his ass off. All right, so uh, let's see. No, but driving around Mississippi, driving like that, has led me to a, a uh, startling conclusion about Jackson's Roads. I know you guys are here from Jackson, so you know that Jackson's Roads are just a little bit shitty. And uh, we, have, we have some real problems, that's all I'm saying. But it's gotten so bad that I will watch Mad Max movies, and I will get jealous at the quality of their roads. I look out at the blasted, irradiated hellscape, and I'm like, ooh, look at all that asphalt. You couldn't drive a fucking war rig through Jackson. You'd lose 16 wheels in 16 different neighborhoods, and war boys would eat your fucking face. Couldn't do it. Couldn't drive a war rig down State Street. These guys are going 95 miles an hour after the apocalypse. It makes me want to text the president and be like, hey, uh, I'm from China. I'm making fun of you on Twitter. Fucking spring on the bombs. Let's get this shit over with. Bring the fire from the sky so I can get some sweet asphalt. If the nuclear apocalypse doesn't actually give us a good infrastructure, my bad. I just figured I'd gamble on it. I feel like the problem was last year when Tony Arbor told everybody to pray for the potholes. I feel like some people may have gotten that wrong and started actually praying for the potholes and they made them stronger. And bigger and harder and ready, more ready. And I feel like maybe now these motherfuckers need to stop praying for these potholes. Start praying for my suspension before my car goes up and joins Jesus in Catfish Buffet Heaven. You know, Mississippi needs to work on a new state motto. We really need to work on this hard because our current state motto, uh, the hospitality state, there's a big fucking asterisk out beside that. There really is. It's like the hospitality state. <laughs> for some. What'd you say? For, for some people. Offer's not available everywhere. None of them. And then the other thing that we're, trying to, that we're trying to work on, that other state motto, it's like, birthplace of the blues. So you're telling me that we tortured a bunch of black people for so long that they came up with an entire form of music about how shitty it is to live here in Mississippi. Maybe we shouldn't lead with that. You know, I'm just saying. 
Maybe we should put that on the when you're leaving Mississippi. It's like, oh, by the way, the blues were born here. There's an entire genre of music about how life sucks that we created just because we live here. Bye. Come back. But I think that Mississippi could do better. I think we can make a better motto that every Mississippian already agrees with. And there is one. There's one. Every Mississippian already believes this. And that motto is turn signals. Fuck them. Fuck turn signals. Welcome to Mississippi. No one will know. You'll know, never know where you're going or where the guy in front of you is going. I believe at one point Mississippians all like there was some kind of thing on talk radio or Infowars or something where it was like turn signals are how the Illuminati know where your car is going at all times. Never let the man know which lane you will be taking. Be sure that you never use your turn signal or else they'll know. Some guy like, ain't no government man gonna know where I'm taking my car. Which lane I choose is a choice between me and my God. You can't tell whether me whether I'm going left or right if I don't let you know. Okay. Uh, look, I hope you guys enjoy, enjoyed the comedy tonight. If, um, just uh, before I get off stage, if you went up on stage tonight, I have been uh, recording what I'm doing. If you want the recording, let me know. If you want me to delete it so that it's never heard by anyone again, I will also do that. Uh, and you know, again, and, and I'm going to put mine online. And if you want yours online, I'll do that. Uh, you, if you liked your humor tonight, you can find me online. Uh, Pearl River Flow is my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, website, podcast, all that business. Uh, Pearl River Flow is not a euphemism for ejaculation. I just want to put that out there right now because we have a lot of really confused visitors to the website. I can use language like that around you guys, right? Uh, euphemism? This is a college town. I mean, you guys know what a euphemism is. Because I told that joke in uh, Pelahatchee, and a guy stood up in the back and said, Euphemism? You ain't sending my mama to one of them Obama death camps. And I said, Sir, that's, that's euthanasia. And he said, Well, I don't care what they do over there. I'm in charge of keeping them out of America. And I was going to argue with that man, but he was our governor, Phil Bryant. So I kind of let it go. All right, you folks have been great. I'm going to get to Daniel Palmer. Keep it going, everybody. Patrick Jerome, ladies and gentlemen. Since Patrick got you all woke to big envelope. That's just wonderful comedy. Uh, tonight we're trying a little something different too. There's a alternate reality game, an ARG. If you don't know what those are, just fucking Google it, dumbass. But uh, they're they're puzzle games that rely on your ability to solve puzzles and riddles that I will present to you through the course of the podcasts. The winner will get something. I'm not really sure what they'll get, but they'll they'll get something. The joy really is in the game itself. Uh, it will help if you are here in Jackson to uh, be able to play the ARG properly, but it's not necessary. Uh, in order to participate in the first step and you know take your first steps into a larger world, as the Jedi say, 
you'll need to send an email to pearlriverflow at gmail.com with a picture of the grave of the author. That is all. Good luck. All right, folks, so that's all until next time. I hope you've enjoyed Pearl River Flow's The Babble. Tune in next time, and we'll continue the ARG, announce the winners, well, the people who have had first advanced to the next step, and begin phase two of the program. You can find us on all the various stuff that you find us on. You know how to find us. You found us already, clearly. Why am I telling people how to find us that have already found us? Why do people do that? I don't understand. You already know about the podcast. You are the audience that already knows the most about the podcast because you're already listening to it. I don't get it. Anyway, we're not sponsored by Squarespace. I just wanted to point that out. Good night. Tonight's Pearl River Flow is brought to you by the Hooded Figures. The Hooded Figures, they're always there in the corner of your eye.